Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. The premier baseball show in Chicago. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. Last year with this group on defense. Speaking of which, Swanson, long throw, nice play. There's that defense, and Marcus Stroman applauding the Gold Glover Dansby Swanson. Bellinger gets a hold of one, lashes that deep to right center, and gone. Cody Bellinger, two out solo shot for the Cubs. Cubs would love to see a lot of that this spring from, and this season from Cody. He gets a slider in this one. They want it down and in, and it ends up starting away and going back to the middle of the plate. And it ends up getting blasted out of the ballpark. Here's the 2-0, and that's hit in the air to right center field. In the alley, long run for Reese, dead sprint toward the warning track near the wall, and gone. Moncada, who had a monster WBC for Team Cuba, he responds with a big home run to the opposite field against Kyle Muller. And the White Sox strike first. Anderson is home at its 2-0 Chicago. Well, the White Sox really hoping they get uh, some production from Moncada. Only had 14 homers last year and about 450 at bats. They need him this year to get going. In the air right center field to the wall. And Romy Gonzalez gets it up and out for... A solo home run. Zavala went deep in the third. Romy here in the eighth. Opposite field on a high fastball, and Romy puts a charge into it. It's time for Hit and Run with your host, Matt Spiegel. Good morning, everybody. Game on. Baseball's opening day is Thursday. We've made it. This was a really, really fun and interesting march, and it continues for another few days, obviously, and in fact, opening day is on March 30th. But my goodness, what a unique spring training with the World Baseball Classic smack dab in the middle of it, and what a moment baseball is having right now. Can't wait to be here with you all year, as you know. Thanks to Chris Ranji for filling in last week on Hit and Run. Uh, But I'm your boy. I'm your Huckleberry today from 9 a.m. to noon, along with Sean Sears uh, producing. And and, and folks, we are here. There's a lot going on. There's a a lot going on right now. Let's be honest, okay? There are roster decisions 
that either have been made or are being made while we're awake right now, or have been made and they're just waiting for them to be public so the players themselves can be told what's going on. And there's one very big one, to me anyway, an emblematic one with the White Sox that we're going to get to uh, very quickly here about roster decisions with that team. You look at their depth chart, you think about it, and Pedro Graffol has spoken about it. And Rick Hahn was on the White Sox Talk podcast with our friends Chuck Garfine and Ryan McGuffey. And we'll bring you some of that this hour about that very thing and the roster decisions that loom. Um, Cubs roster decisions loom as well, although most of that has kind of played itself out and looks fairly obvious. No matter what he does, poor Christopher Morell, who's absolutely on fire right now, three for four with two doubles in his first couple at bats before he singled as well yesterday in the seventh inning. Morell is six for 11 over his last five games with a couple homers and three RBIs. Just two strikeouts over those last five games. Had him in right field yesterday. I mean, I, I suppose there's a chance, but Palatine's own Mike Talkman looms as a uh, as an obviously viable major leaguer, and Seiya Suzuki looms as a guy who's coming back pretty damn soon. If uh, where is the wood? It's particle board here uh, as I work from the desk, and yet still that'll be pretty close. But yeah, I mean, say it with the oblique is a terrifying thing, as we know, and people rushing back and coming back quickly from an oblique is scary. But anyway, outfield options that stand in the way of Morell and the Nick Madrigal third base experiment appears to be working. And there, and there you have it. So look, if... if I, I, I don't, I, I really would, I would rather see the Cubs have Christopher Morell on this roster than Nick Madrigal. But I get Nick Madrigal's skill set with the bat control, and I understand that he has passed most of the tests with third base, and we'll see how it looks. We'll see if that arm holds up to uh, some in-game moments. But really, other than that, I mean, our dreams of Matt Mervis have been dashed, and perhaps they should have been dashed to begin with, but I let myself dream. Edwin Rios is going to make this team and has a lot of power. He's got a lot of power. He's shown it in big league stints with the Dodgers and has shown some a uh, little bit of positional flexibility, just enough, and that's a lefty power bat who will be coming off the bench on this team. So... You know, Matt Mervis will have his time. We'll have his chance and have his time. It's just not going to be up top. But really, other than that, Hayden Wesneski's won the fifth starter job. That's incredibly obvious. I'm looking at Javier Assad coming off the Team Mexico stint, and I think he's going to make this team. Keegan Thompson's velocity issues are a little scary. I wonder if Assad will just kind of slide right into that multi-inning relief role that they had pegged for both Thompson and Alzali. It's, uh, it, it, it would certainly be sensible, I think, to pounce on the momentum of Javier Assad's moment and realize that he's just a guy who finds a way to get outs. He's a very smart, good, young pitcher with a lot of moxie, who, by the way, hit 97 as he blew it past Pete Alonso in the World Baseball Classic, but who's counting? So those are some of the Cubs issues. The White Sox issues... 
are, are, are really fascinating to me because, and their whole season is going to be a fascinating one. By the way, coming up at 10 a.m. on The Score, Jack McMullen from Just Baseball is going to join us. He was at all four games in Florida, including the WBC final with Otani and Trout, was there for Puerto Rico um, and, and all of those games and all of that atmosphere with Venezuela and the USA and just, just, just incredible stuff. And I want to talk about that with Jack and get a feel for it. And we can do some other stuff with Jack as well. Trey Mancini expected to join the show today around 1045 and looking forward to talking to Trey Mancini at some point along the way. You will also hear from my top 30 favorite ball players of the last 30 seasons, a thing that I've been doing on Parkins and Spiegel every day at 445. It's just been incredibly fun. Number four overall is where we stand. And that's Paul Konerko. I want to play that for you a little bit later on. And, and discuss uh, a little bit. Also, Nico Horner was on Parkinson Spiegel earlier, earlier in the week. You'll hear, he'll hear a little bit about that, including me challenging him. Really, I'm trying to make him gamble. And, and I know it's still illegal and we live in a, a post-Pete Rose landscape. But also, I was just out at Circa Resort and Casino. And, um, you know, so it, it's, you, you talk gambling with ballplayers now. It's crazy, isn't it? I know. I know, folks. I hear you, baseball people. It's jarring. I, I mean, look, it, I, I've been in the booth when our uh, our friends who do play-by-play for games say maybe they were a former Cub and a former All-Star and they're recording spots for their casino. They're like, wow, the world has changed. The, wor- the world has changed, folks. It has. And that's okay. But anyway, I made a bet with Nico Horner. N- since Dexter Fowler left, no one has let off more than 56 times in a season for the Cubs. 56 is the high number for somebody leading off. That's Nico's spot. Uh, you'll hear me challenge him and ask whether he's going to go over or under that number. So, um, look, we've got a lot of stuff to do, and we're going to do it all, and we're going to talk to you along the way at 312-644-6767. Let's get to those White Sox roster decisions. It's a really interesting thing when you've got not one year but two years left on a contract, as you do for Leury Garcia, and yet there really does not seem to be a fit or a need, nor should there be, frankly, a desire to have that profile of a ball player on this team. Pedro Grifol talked about this directly yesterday. He talked about how the backup shortstop on the White Sox is playing second base every day. That's Elvis Andrus. So you don't need necessarily a guy who can play shortstop. That makes you think of Leori. Look, I brought this up, what, three weeks ago, a month ago? Leori Garcia ought to be designated for assignment. I think that is coming. I think that is going to happen this morning. Could happen during our show. Um, Hanser Alberto is a position-flexible guy who Grafol loves and has had a good spring. Uh, Billy Hamilton and Jake Berger are very specific skill sets that any manager would love to have at his beck and call, steal a base or two with Billy, pinch run with Billy, put him in defensively at any outfield spot, including center field, and while Leury can play center field, Billy plays it better. 
Jake Berger's righty power bat is awfully appetizing. I'm not sure he's going to make it, but my goodness, the way he's been swinging. And they, they don't really have something like that coming off the bench on most days. So imagine a Jake Berger pinch hit in the eighth, followed by a Billy Hamilton defensive replacement. You know, or a Jake Berger pinch hit double followed by Billy Hamilton as the pinch runner in a big moment. That is better than looking down your bench and seeing Leary Garcia. Rick Hahn was on the White Sox Talk podcast and I believe referenced Leary pretty directly. And and this remember, this is an emblematic guy. It is a bigger storyline than just is this guy going to be the 26th man? And Leary is a nice, a nice guy and, and, and a decent utility player at times, but he can't hit to save his life and should not be more than the 26th guy and was signed to a contract at the behest, we do believe, of Tony Larusa. And now that Tony's gone, Leary is the longest tenured White Sox player, but if he doesn't make sense, he shouldn't be here. Let's listen to this. We'll listen together. I haven't heard it yet. This is Rick Hahn from the White Sox Talk podcast on Leary's contract and uh, Jerry Reinsdorf's competitiveness. You've got Leary Garcia. He's got this contract. How much does money weigh into someone's contract weigh into your decision? It, 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 people won't believe this just because, you know, tend to be cynical by nature, but, um, it doesn't. It doesn't. That that's it's sunk cost. Let's say uh, ultimately, it's like it's about taking the best twenty six. And one thing to consider is what does the effect on your depth of taking these twenty six? What's the effect on your depth if you go with this group? In other words, do players X and Y walk out the door because you have to release them to make room for somebody else, or because they have? You know, they have certain status that enables them to have out clauses and walk out the door. Uh, so you do try to look at not just what's the most competitive roster on, on March 30th, but also how are we getting through the next several months before we potentially add from outside uh, based on these decisions. But look, we've been to, to Jerry's, to my opinion, to Jerry's strong credit, deserves a great deal of credit, and and, and to my blame, uh We've eaten contracts before around here, and and in the end, uh, the competitiveness of Jerry is going to trump uh, whatever some cost is involved. In, you know, when we go to him on a on a roster decision that potentially involves eating money, folks, sunk cost. That is um, going to be the second thing you think about today regarding sunk cost. The first thing you'll think about, of course, is our friend Rick Camp going to the wrong Super Bowl party and leaving the Modelo that he brought for Chris Tannehill and his wife, Odie, because he he wanted to contribute that to the house that he sat in incorrectly for a good 10 minutes, the neighbor's house. I mean, it's remarkable. It's a a wonderful story and sunk cost. And Modelo beer as intellectual property now both belong to Rick Camp. But after that, how about the sunk cost of Leori Garcia's two years left on his deal, a total of $11 million. That's less than was left on Dallas Keuchel's contract when they designated him for assignment. And it's not just the White Sox teams do this all the time. Could you, Sean Sears, could you look up the number for Robinson Cano? 
when the Mets designated him for assignment. That is the record as of right now. We obviously saw the Cubs do this with Jason Hayward with a year and change left on his deal. So that, I think, was $30 million or something like that to clear the roster spot and just to, to move forward when the time is right. And by the way, I'll be watching Jason Hayward very closely as he begins the Major League season with the Dodgers. He started out like a house of fire out there for anybody not paying attention, but then has slowed down quite a bit. But anyway, the point is teams do this. Big league teams do this. And I know it's Steve Cohen and the Mets, but if the Mets can designate Robinson Cano for assignment and eat $40 million, $40 million left on his deal, then the White Sox can designate Leori Garcia and eat 11. Especially when, and this is why it's emblematic and bigger than just Leori. I'm not doing this to pound on Leori. But especially when a new manager is being asked to start an entire new culture filled with accountability, filled with honesty, filled with direct communication and leadership, and at least theoretically, right here at the beginning, the best player wins. The best players make the team. You play well, you get rewarded. You don't, you don't. The object is to win. The object is not to be comfortable. And you have given Pedro Grifol as an organization just certain bits of full freedom. And it's just the nature of it. This is how organizations do it. He gets Charlie Montoyo. You know, maybe, maybe you get Kurt Hassler, the bullpen coach. You know what I mean? Like, he gets one, you get one. And when I say you... Maybe it's Rick's guy or Kenny's guy or Jerry's guy or whatever. It's, it just is the nature of things. It happens in every organization. I think we're conscious of it more in regards to the White Sox because of their history and because of uh, how many cooks they have in, the, in that kitchen. But this is one that Pedro Grifol deserves to win. Let the man put his roster together. That would be a very encouraging thing. And I think White Sox fans and close White Sox observers would see this decision um, being what it is, bigger than just Leori. So we'll see. Again, I I would expect something official to come on full-on rosters, maybe even within the show, certainly today. But I want to talk about these roster issues with you, the Cub fan, you, the Sox fan, all morning long on Hit and Run. The phone number is 312-644-6767. You can text as well. That is the same number to get into the text zone. And the text zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. We are broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. So hop on in. Sean will talk to you. 312-644-6767. Our normal associate producer, uh, young Ruben Spiegel is off this morning, and uh, we're, we're, we're less for it. We are lesser for the it. show's hurting, definitely. Re- don't, don't you think so? I know. Now, now callers, callers have to talk to you, Sean. And frankly, you're not... I'm not as much of a draw, man. I'm really not. Yeah, you don't have that kind of wide-eyed, 
um, 11-year-old innocence and, frankly, baseball apathy that, that Ruben has. You're, you're not bringing those things to the table. You care about the game more. You like the sport more. Uh, <laughs> but you're not quite as fun to talk to. That's for sure. Um, by the way, when our guests join us later on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, some of the world's largest sports book, they're going to sound so good, and I'm going to be so excited to have those guests join us. Uh, folks, if you can't hear from my voice, I am returning. I, I returned late last night from four Rock'em Sock'em days in Las Vegas with the Parkins and Spiegel show, where, my God, we had so much fun as a show, as a group, with the listeners. My wife had a great time. I know that Chris Tannehill's wife, Odie, had a great time and is still there. Uh, Danny Parkin's wife, Steph, had a great time and is still there. Shane Reardon may have met a wife. We're all hoping for that. There's no way to know until Monday when we reconvene and have conversation. Um, I, I can tell you I saw Shane not once but twice uh, yesterday on what was supposed to be all our solo days, you know, just away from each other. But we just can't get enough of each other, folks. We just can't get enough. Um, but my, it was a blast. Thanks to everybody at Circa and thanks to Mitch Rosen. And there was baseball and spring training on those big screens at the sports book. And baseball this month has rivaled March Madness. And you know why. It, has, it is one big factor in what are multiple factors coalescing for a very special time in baseball. We're going to talk about that next and we'll take your calls. It's 670 to score. It is hit and run. Matt Spiegel here with you on a Sunday morning. Keep it right here, locked and loaded. The premier baseball show in Chicago. Hit and run. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. With Matt Spiegel. Yeah, I'm excited. Obviously, the, the energy in Wrigley is different. And opening day is always a little bit more. So I love those atmospheres. I love that that energy so I'm excited I'm excited to go out there and perform in front of that home crowd which I truly believe is the best in the league so um, can't wait to get around those fans and, and compete for them that's Marcus Stroman talking about his start on opening day that is coming and it's going to be at Wrigley and that is Thursday let's hear Dylan Cease as well Dylan Cease is starting for the White Sox on opening day and feels the honor that it is. Yeah, it means a lot. Um, you know, it's one of those, I'll definitely be doing a lot of reflecting, you know, tonight and this upcoming week. Um, thinking about my journey, it's, it's definitely one of those uh, really incredible honors and uh, I'm very excited for it. 
That's pretty cool. Here's Dylan Cease also talking about his mustache, which we all need to know whether it's opening day ready or not. And I, I, I for one, am curious whether that's even going to, whether that's ever an issue. I feel like Dylan Cease wakes up with opening day quality mustache. Is the mustache ready for opening day or oh. any refinement you have to go for? Well, I mean, it's got to get trimmed up, but it's, uh, it's more than ready. Some special grooming in order. Yes, yes. We'll uh, maybe I'll go to a salon and get him some special. <laughs> get it something special. What do you get a mustache for opening day? Some fine wax, some high-end mustache wax. I wonder, like, I mean, because obviously he can go full Raleigh fingers on a good day, and has, which is a, a beautiful thing. Whatever the most expensive and most ridiculous and self-indulgent mustache wax goes for, Dylan Cease ought to get that for his mustache on, on, on opening day. Like, I, I don't know I, I don't know how expensive it is. Sean, this is the important stuff. I mean, if Ruben were there, a natural leader, uh, my 11-year-old son, as the texture pointed out in the, in the mold of Drake LaRoche, Ruben is a very important leader on this show. Um, but, you know, if he were there... You could teach him how to Google mustache wax and, and have him figure that out. But but for now, I'm gonna need you to find me the most expensive mustache wax that's out there. I'll That'd see be a what nice yeah, be a nice gift for Dylan Cease. Maybe we as a show, the Parkinson Spiegel show, should get the White Sox, um, get Dylan Cease something. It's probably a good idea, you know, if we if, if we do that, frankly. Um, but anyway, Stroman and Cease are your opening day starters <coughs> for the Cubs. And the White Sox. Sean, when you get that very important mustache wax info, just break right in with it, okay? It's, it, it's, it's hugely, hugely important. Baseball is having a moment. Let's talk about this. Let's discuss, shall we? The World Baseball Classic was so unbelievably awesome. And it grabbed the attention of so many. It has made baseball the talk of March. Up until a few days ago, when the NCAA tournament started going crazy and Marquise Noel was brilliant for a couple of games, but then lost. And now everybody's talking about Florida Atlantic and maybe San Diego State today and, you know, um, Creighton and Princeton. All right. Nobody's talking about Creighton and Princeton. But, you know, people are talking about the NCAA tournament and I get it. But I was I was so locked in the World Baseball Classic and I know a lot of you were as well. And it wasn't just us. You've heard about the ratings in Japan. It was something like 97% of the televisions in homes were watching the World Baseball Classic. Outrageous. Um, In the USA, the ratings for a spring baseball event, the World Baseball Classic final, were higher than any game from the American League Division Series or the National League Division Series from last year. It rivaled, it was right up there with the NLCS game that was on FS1, Fox Sports 1, the same channel that had the WBC final. So people were watching. And if you were watching, you were feeling it. The players were feeling it. Fans were obviously feeling it. Athletes in other sports were feeling it. I want you to listen to one of the best young hockey players in the world. This is Connor McDavid. Uh, 
Connor McDavid from the NHL, Connor McDavid talking about what he felt was good about the World Baseball Classic. This is the morning after watching Otani and Trout. I thought it was really cool. It's what we've been asking for in hockey for a long time, right? Um, you know, it was best on best. And, um, you know, look, everyone's talking about baseball. And, you know, did you see, you know, Otani versus Trout? And, you know, that's what hockey's been missing for, you know, almost a decade now. So, um, yeah, that's what, we've been, that's what we've been asking for. So that's Connor McDavid, maybe the best young player in the NHL, the uh, Edmonton Oilers, talking about how they need to look to baseball. When's the last time we had this? I know it's hockey, and that's the one of the big four that, of course, trails baseball. But, I mean, how often have we had athletes from other sports, uh, you know, looking and saying, man, yeah, no, that was, that, that, that was great. We, we really should be finding a way to do that. Baseball marketed its stars. It revved up excitement for opening day. You add that factor in to what is happening with the rule changes. The rule changes that got so much buzz and got everybody talking at the beginning of spring have now kind of faded into the periphery like they should. They'll come back to the fore as opening day hits here and teams start to try and game the system a little bit. And the first few times that some pitcher gets called for a ball because he's not fast enough or some batter gets called for a strike because he's not into the batter's box with eight seconds or less, excuse me, eight seconds or more left on the, on the pitch clock. First few times that happens and the first few times that happens in big moments especially, there will be hubbub, there will be pushback, and there might be conversation and there might be adaptation from the league. Rob Manford just yesterday said that the league is um, is ready to be agile, is is ready to adapt if need be. The Players Association gave some input to MLB that was read, was noted, and then eventually discarded. But at least the input was read and was noted, and the conversations and the dialogue will go on. But 30 minutes, 25 to 35 minutes being taken off every baseball game. And again, it's not about the time as much as it is about the pace. When you are watching games this week, and maybe you haven't yet, in spring, and if you watch the World Baseball Classic, they did not have the new rules. You will see the, 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 the new rules starting Thursday. And when you watch a game, you will feel the pace. You will notice it. It will have an effect on your experience. It has an effect on the broadcaster's experience. And it will have an effect on the quality of play. The quality of play will be faster. It should be crisper. There should be more balls in play in terms of frequency. And oh, by the way, the rules are going to just kind of subtly force action by putting pitchers in throw now mode and putting batters in swing now mode. It, it, it's going to have a fascinating effect. It has in the minors last year and it will in the majors this year. So look, you add in the excitement for the rules and the World Baseball Classic, getting people pumped for opening day. And as localized as a baseball fan is, as a baseball populace is, there is 
big time national excitement for the sport that we love and talk about every Sunday morning. There is. It's having a moment. This is a good time for me to, to also bring up one other factor. And by the way, Mustache Wax, you can find it for $75.99. That's the most expensive you found on a simple Google shopping search, one would guess, Sean Sears? That's correct. And this one's actually endorsed by Lionel Richie. So, uh... <laughs> Well, but, but here's the thing. I've been in the hair aisle, and I see the, I see the African-American hair products... The black hair products are in a different part of the aisle, okay? So I don't know. You gotta you gotta check back on that Lionel Richie endorsed mustache wax and see if it's all right for white hair. That's I don't true. know if it is, That's and true. not Cody, not Cody Whitehair, who might play some center for the for the Bears I'll check this some year. Customer reviews. We'll get to we'll get to the bottom of this. Please, please, um, Sean. I once walked into a great uh, barber. Well, I think it was a great barber. I've never actually gotten my hair cut there because I walked in to a barber down down here in my neighborhood in the South Loop, and I walked in. I was very excited to get a haircut a few years ago, having just moved down into the neighborhood, and I walked in, and the guy looked at me, and he said, hey, oh, hello, hello. Some uh, older black gentleman seemed to be the proprietor and, you know, Mater D of the, of the salon. Does he call them Mater Ds? No, but you know what I mean, receiver and, and boss. Of the haircut place. There you go. Yeah, and he, he looked at me and he's like, "Oh yeah, um, hang on." And he looked around the whole the whole salon, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, um, he's not here today." I'm like, "Who's he?" He's like, "The guy who knows how to cut white hair." He's not here today. I'm like, "Okay." There's a great clips down the street if you're looking. Yeah, there. yeah, right. I don't want great clips, sir. I want to support my local business. I want to. I, I want to be involved in my community. I want to meet people, have an experience. But it was not to be. It was not to be. So anyway, you check back on the mustache wax reviews. This is uh, this is the important stuff. Health Stork is is the the brand. If we have any listeners out there, um, black men, if you have used the Health Stork mustache wax as endorsed by Lionel Richie, you tell us whether that's good for Dylan Cease or whether we need to find another product to give him as a gift. I, I clearly don't know the answer to these things. So here's the other factor I wanted to mention in terms of baseball's moment. Are you familiar with MLB Big Inning? Folks, are you familiar with Big Inning? I, I don't know if you are. Sean, are you familiar with Big Inning? You yeah, know what it is? I've seen it before, yeah. Okay. Big Inning, for those who don't know, is it is... Um, it is a product from MLB TV that wants to be NFL Red Zone. That, that's what it wants to be. It's pretty cool. I've, I've used it a couple times. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of like during like, you know, like, like opening day is the perfect time to try that out with all those games happening. Well, here's the thing about Big Inning. It airs every weekday, okay? In fact, every day, Monday through Saturday, from 9 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Okay. And you can get it on MLB TV. You can get it on the uh, MLB app if you upgrade to the video. And new this week, you can now get it on Apple TV. Apple TV, which has the part-time MLB package, now is also offering MLB's big inning. If you are an Apple TV user who does not pay for MLB TV, um, you should check this out. 
And people should check it out in general because here's the thing. Because of the pitch clock, not only is it like going to eliminate the really, really long games, but it just kind of naturally condenses games into a more normal and tighter, reliable window. If you've got a bunch of games starting at 7.05, the likelihood at 9.30 to 9.45 that you've got multiple games at the same time in the late inning, the late innings, is much, much higher now than it ever has been. And big inning is a dude in studio or a couple people in studio taking you from game to game with the biggest moments, just like Red Zone does. Big Inning does this. And now that the games are condensed into this more reliable window, you're really going to have a chance some nights to sit there and just let them take care of you. The way that Scott Hansen has taken care of me on Red Zone Sundays for years, the way that Andrew Siciliano has perhaps taken care of you, the direct TV customer on Red Zone Sundays for years. So I think it really has a shot to give you a more fun option, a different kind of option for baseball viewing. And remember, because of the ghost runner rule that I know some of you don't like, I do like. I do like it for a wide variety of reasons. But one of the main reasons I like it is that it forces action and strategy immediately. Think about it if you are watching MLB beginning and you've got a game in the ninth and another game in the 10th and one that's still going and it's in the 11th. But... If the ghost runner's there, it's instant strategy. It's happening. People are people are are making decisions about bunts, or people are there'll be plays at the plate in every one of those innings. Or this year with the bases, guys are going to be trying to steal third. You know, often how much more often that's going to happen this year with the two-time disengagement rule and the bigger bases and the increased emphasis on speed and stolen bases. My goodness. Your, 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 your pinch runner, who's at second base to start the 10th inning, is going to be very tempted to go to third and try to score on a sack fly, have two outs to try and score on a sacrifice fly. And so the action that you are likely to get in the condensed window makes, it, it, I think it's fascinating in terms of, of, of the possibilities. And as Sean Sears rightly suggests, this might be how I get Danny Parkins to watch baseball on a nightly basis. Right. He doesn't have to worry about if he's watching it on Hulu or not, too. It'll be live there, right? Uh, yeah. No, there is that. Now, that's a deep cut reference for Parkins and Spiegel fans. But, but think about this and tell your friends. Tell your friends who are MLB TV subscribers to consider MLB's Big Inning. Tell your friends who have Apple TV that Big Inning is going to be a possibility. Again, it's um, 8 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. Central Time. Every night, Monday through Saturday, and then also on Sunday afternoons from 2 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. So imagine all those like one o'clock games on a Sunday afternoon and those noon games on a one o'clock. You, you just pop that up. And of course, if you are a multi-screener, that can be on a second screen and you're going to be seeing all these highlights happen live before their highlights. So I, I, I just think baseball's having a moment and those three factors are, are really powerful and interesting for me. Your calls, your texts continuing all morning here on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. 
And top of the hour, Jack McMullen from Just Baseball will join us to talk World Baseball Classic and more. It's Hit and Run with Speaks on The Score. Hit and Run with Matt Spiegel, Sunday mornings on The Score. It was fun. Yeah, I think consensus is the same for everybody. It's, you can't replicate that any time throughout the season or I played in the College War Series. I played in uh, Big League World Series. And that tops both of them as far as atmosphere goes. Uh, so, I mean, have lost all three of those come in second, but uh, hopefully we can win a World Series one day. That is the White Sox Kendall Graveman talking about the atmosphere of pitching for Team USA at the World Baseball Classic. Matt Spiegel here with you on 670 The Score. Um, talking about the, um, the different factors that are all combining to make baseball feel as good and as fun as it feels like right now. And textures getting in on the mustache wax. Uh, I appreciate your input. And I'm still waiting for kind of a definitive explanation on whether Lionel Richie's mustache wax will work for Dylan Cease. Sean, have you gotten anywhere in the reviews of the product that goes for $75.99? Uh, they kind of mixed results here. Maybe we, we might need to find a better one. We'll see. Uh, really? You mean a better, a better review? Some better reviews, but also just maybe a better a better wax. <laughs> oh boy, that's that's sad. People are saying it's not worth the seventy six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got Lionel Richie's name on it. I, you would think that would sell it itself, man. Come on. You know what? You know what I just realized? Um, I have a friend, my friend Greg Saran, um, Chicagoan, uh, brilliant guitar player, um, friend of a uh, friend of mine, a, a guy who sat in with Tributosaurus many times is right now Lionel Richie's touring guitar player. He plays with Lionel um, everywhere. He's tight. He, he's in the he's in the band for American Idol. So I, I can get to Lionel Richie. We've I got just realized the source, that. man. Hey. I do I do have the source. All right. At, at what, next time we take a break, I will I will I will text Greg and and ask him. You know what I should do? I should ask him to steal one of of those mustache waxes from Lionel's dressing room. Just like, you know, I'm sure if he's endorsing the product, he probably has a case that he travels with. Probably I mean, got a lot, right? maybe he uses a case every night on tour. We don't know. We don't know how much he uses, but my goodness, we're, we're going to find out. We are going to get to the bottom of this. So look, Kendall Graveman and talking about the World Baseball Classic is one of the factors. The other is the, the pitch clock and what it is doing to the pace of games. The veteran lefty Drew Smiley, part of Inside the Clubhouse yesterday with our Bruce Levine and David Haw. Drew Smiley talked about the pitch clock and the pace that he has felt this spring in games. Uh, I'll be honest, my very first spring training game, it, it was a little bit of a shocker for me. I didn't, going into it, I didn't think I would, I would be uh, that bothered by it. I, I thought I was a fast worker, and I, you know, I got the ball and threw, and I didn't think it would really pertain to me that as much as some of the other pitchers in the league that take their time. Um, but I was, I was a little shocked. My first game, it definitely sped up on me. It was definitely like in the back of my head. Um, but as spring has gone on, it's definitely gotten more comfortable. I, after my first game, um, I was definitely taken back. But my last two, three games that I've pitched in spring, I don't think it's been an issue. I think you just kind of adjust and you get used to it. Uh, 
you know, we'll see as it goes in spring training or as we go into regular season. I, I think the base running thing is might be the biggest issue, but in terms of like throwing a pitch and and the pitch clock in terms of, of like starting your delivery, I don't think that's a big deal. I think what might get tricky is, you know, when you start playing some close ball games and you got fast runners on base and you can only pick off once or twice and then the, the holding the running game is going to probably be the biggest issue and key with, with pitchers now. I think that is absolutely spot on from Drew Smiley, that that issue is going to be the one that rears its head as everyone kind of adjusts to everything. Um, MLB sent out a memo uh, a few days ago um, saying that they were going to be making slight changes to the pitch clock rules but are not going to make big changes. They're not going to alter the significant portions of the mandates. This according to Jeff Passan over at ESPN who obtained the memo. So they are clarification memos that the league has sent around. And it's uh, it, it's really fascinating. It, it, what's in those memos is <clears throat> some of the more obscure issues and the potential for attempts to circumvent the rules. And that's the stuff that I'll be looking for. That's the stuff. So there are replay review rules on potential violations on the infield shift ban. So if teams are going to be issuing challenges after outs in hopes that one of the infielders was positioned incorrectly, the memo said that on batted balls that only the positioning of the defender fielding them could be challenged. Let that register for a moment. So if Francisco Lindor like he did the other day, kind of trying to prove a point, is set up right behind second base for the Mets. And Buck Showalter is going to be one of these managers that really messes with this stuff a lot. It's going to be really interesting. If Lindor does that, and that enables Jeff McNeil to be closer to first base because Lindor is that close, because he's and the batted ball goes to Jeff McNeil in his adjusted position, that 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 will be a losing challenge is what that memo is saying that that will be a losing challenge because McNeil is not out of position it's Lindor who might be illegally out of position but i get it because it, if you're going to be challenging this stuff it could be over and over and over and over they are going to have an honor system be part of this you know just kind of an acceptance and it's funny, if I can make a Vegas parallel, when you're playing at a poker game in Vegas, say, I don't know, downtown at the Golden Nugget, right near Circa, I don't know, yesterday while you're waiting to go to the airport, right? And you're playing in this little one, two, no limit hold'em game. The players at the table are the ones who eventually kind of agree upon a raise amount. Like, you know what? Five to seven bucks is my initial raise. That's what I'm doing too. I might do 10. Somebody coming out of there with like a $30 raise, like what the hell's wrong with you? That's not what we're doing. We have set our own parameters here a little bit. There's gonna be a little bit of that, that, that kind of, uh, you guys are the ones playing the game. Just don't break the damn rules, you know? Which of course has worked so well for baseball through the decades. So look, there's gonna be some bumps. That's for damn sure. There will be bumps. And these attempts to circumvent the rules are very, very interesting to me. And that is going to be uh, that, that, that is going to be uh, something to watch. Texter says, forget stealing the mustache wax. Have your buddy get Lionel Richie on the score. That's a good call, actually. 
I think I think we should talk to Lionel Richie. We could do both. We could do both. Well, I'll I'll ask him about the mustache wax if we can get him on. All right, I, I, I have work to do. I have work to do. Sean, I'll get on it. I'll, I'll try and book Lionel Richie. Okay. All right. Um, in the meantime, Jack McMullen the AAA voice of the Indianapolis Indians, but also one of the voices of just baseball, um, along with Aram Layton and uh, Peter Appel. Those guys do great work, and we're all down at the World Baseball Classic together. So I want to check in about that and the new rules. Jack has a really good baseball brain. We'll talk to him next on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.